Welcome to the Cost is Courage podcast. Being a human is hard, and courage is required to do it well. Whether you need a champion or a coach, we've got you covered. I'm Lisa Baker. And I'm Melissa Dyer. And we're so glad you're here. Welcome to the Cost is Courage podcast. Today's episode is a part of our Conversations with Friends series. And today I would like to introduce you to my friend, Darina. Darina, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for joining our podcast community. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm grateful to be here. Yay. So our podcast is all about courage and all the ways it's really hard to human well. And I wanted to have you on the show because I think this is something you're living out in your everyday ordinary life. So please, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our community of listeners. Well, I am a mom of three girls. I'm actually straddling elementary, middle school, and high school for the first time this year. So it's a busy year. Yes, that is (laughs) busy. (laughs) I'm also, as a profession, I'm an author and a speaker, and I have a podcast with my husband, Sean. Um, I love to coach. I'm a runner and I'm a foodie. Oh my gosh. So I totally resonate with that because I think I only, I'm not a runner. I'm more of a jogger and actually I'm a slogger. So if you're not in the jogging community, that's actually slow jog. And I live in South Florida and where we live, it is, it is part of our culture. Um, one of my 2021 goals with my husband is to do a Ragnar. So they keep on canceling our races down here, um, but they, they're going to pull off a quick little one day one. So, but I think I only jog because I am a total foodie and I'm really just trying to counterbalance. It's like juicing and eating cookies. So (laughs) I love it. That's funny. Oh my gosh. So tell me a little bit about that running. Cause I know that that's been, that is like a huge part of your, your life and your story. Yeah. I've been running since I was a little girl. Um, so running has been actually one of those things that's seen me through a lot of seasons of my life. Um, I started running with my dad when I was, I think third grade was my first 10 K and wow. just kind of fell in love with training and racing. And in high school, I was a track and field athlete. So I ended up kind of pursuing that for a little while. Um, but in this season of life, I would say I'm more of a distance runner. Um, you know, not trying to chase the podium or elite in any way, but just as a mom running is about fitness for me. Running is about connecting with God. It's really that place where I can go out and, have space to myself to process. And I like to call it my therapy. Don't get me wrong. I believe in, in actual therapy and talking to someone, but for me, there's something really healing and an opportunity when I go out to run, um, to connect with other people in community. Although, you know, 2020, 2021, a little different for the running community, since, as you said, a lot of races have been canceled and I have been doing some running with friends, but kind of our socially distanced version of that. But it truly is a place where I feel like I am rejuvenated and rebuilt. And it's been a big part of my grief journey as well. um, Just helping me in some of the losses that I've experienced in my life. 
Wow. So I know for me, like running. So when I talk about courage, I talk about many different attributes of courage. And I think one intersection that courage and running have is perseverance, like just helping us push through hard and continue and learning not to quit in hard, in pain, in exhaustion, um, and just breaking through weariness because there is something, especially with long distance running that you get, you just, I call it locking in, you know, as you get to a place where like, it's hard, hard, hard. And then you're just kind of in a zone and you're locked in and you're not feeling it anymore. And I do think that just brings breakthrough. Um, I love that. I know for me, like I like to jog outside and that's how I connect with God as well as just being in nature. So you know, our body is like, everything's connected. So it's a really cool intersection of how we can grow internally and physically at the same time and just spiritually and in our personhood. Um, But tell me, because I know you mentioned grief journey. So you're married now, but why don't you just help our listeners understand what your deep season of grief was like and what that incident actually was. Thank you. Yeah. So six years ago, I was married to Eric Lee and, um, that's his first name. He's mama's from the South (laughs) and we were happily married. Our girls at the time were ages two, five, and eight. Um, he and I actually were directors of a nonprofit organization in Haiti. So we were kind of splitting our time between, um, the Northern mountains of Haiti and central California, which was like our base, a lot of churches and people who supported us here. And I live in central California now. Um, And that year, you know, we had a lot planned. My husband was turning 40. He was an athlete, a runner, triathlete, CrossFit guy. And so he had a lot of um, races and events that were on his schedule. And all of that kind of came to a screeching halt in May of that year when we discovered that he had this bump on his hip and we thought it was a sports injury just based on what some different professionals had told us. Um, but it turned out that it was stage four melanoma cancer. Uh. And so that diagnosis just really was like a sucker punch to the gut. We just were not at all expecting that he was a healthy guy. He wasn't really experiencing any pain, um, that we saw. And so everything that we had planned for that year kind of got thrown in the dumpster. And basically, um, I started a journey. I would say right then was the beginning of my grief journey because there was so much that we were doing in our lives, um, that we had to close and stop and really focus on his healing and his cancer journey. Um, and you know, I never would have dreamed this, but he actually went to heaven three short months later. So I found myself a widow at age 37 with three little girls, as I had mentioned. So that really launched me into this very different season. It was like that fork in the road when you're running. And I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting this path. I didn't even know what this looks like. And it feels like some pretty arduous uphill. Um, and during that time, there were some things I had to step away from. I did decide to step down from our nonprofit organization and kind of pass the torch to some other leaders. But one of the things that I did keep was my running. And so during that season, I'd always been kind of a road racer, um, done, you know, 
half marathons and marathons on the road, but some friends had invited me to go trail running for the first time. And especially here in central California, we have so many beautiful like hills and mountains and trails that go through the forest and along the rivers. And so kind of like you said, I discovered this whole new world where I was being able to connect with God through nature, through creation. Um, I'd go for runs on Saturdays, which was kind of my only time away from my kids Mm -hmm. and I'd cry, I'd pray, I'd sweat. And it really was that place where I was able to kind of process, um, what was going on and physically, I mean, since then I've found out that, you know, therapists even use movement and running and walking as a way to help their clients, because there's something physically that happens in us. And even in our brains, there's great brain science that talks about, Um, just the endorphins and being able to move through hard things that when you're doing it physically, that you're able to do it more emotionally. That's kind of my layman's version of that. (laughs) Um, but that, that grief journey, like I said, was unexpected. You know, you don't think as a young mom who is in her career that, you know, that's something in your tool belt is to navigate grief and the loss of their dad with three little kids. Um, but that was a place where I really had to find courage. I had to really, um, kind of grapple with what is courage and and where does it come from? And for me, because I do have a strong faith and a Christian background, I really believe that courage comes from God. Um, there's a verse in the Bible that is one of my favorites. It's Joshua one nine and Joshua was this great warrior and, God is just encouraging Joshua before they're going out and saying, be strong and courageous. And he says this phrase kind of over and over again to him, which is so interesting because he was a warrior. I mean, he was the strong guy and you would think of anyone, Joshua would have the courage, but it kind of shows me that all of us need to have this courage, um, And it's not, it, to me, it doesn't come from just like pushing up, pulling up your bootstraps or, you know, having big muscles, but it's something that we ask God for and that he imparts to us through his presence. Yeah. Gosh. Well, the first thing I want to say is I'm really sorry. Thank you. That you had to experience that level of loss in your life, especially so early on in your life. Um, so thank you for sharing. And I know that's not easy and requires courage. And I do, uh, for anyone who's listening, I do want to just remind you that in season one, we did have a really informative and helpful episode on grief. So if processing grief is not something that you're familiar with and you'd like some steps and help for that. Um, it does take courage actually to process your grief, um, and to face it and experience it fully because we like to push all those, um, unpleasant feelings to the side. And again, that relates to even the running journey and the physicality that our body stores it it doesn't go away. You're stuffing it somewhere. It can get stored. It actually can be stored as toxins in your body. So to not relieve those toxins by processing the hard emotions is very unhealthy. So we love you. We want you to grow um, and go listen to the grief episode. But the other thing I want to just share too, if you're not um, 
if you're not a person from the Christian faith and you do not tend to lean into scripture, um, what Doreen is talking about too is Joshua was a great warrior, but still at the time where he had to do something that he had never done before. Um, fear always sets in when we have to do the next new thing. And um, life is meant to be from the next to the next to the next. Um, if you're not growing, if you're not moving to next things, then you aren't cultivating your courage. You're not living with courage. And the thing about courage is we're going to need to use it because either life's going to happen to us or we're going to try to happen to life. And um, I think that is really the root of this podcast is to help you see courage in pretty much almost every facet of life um, and how you're going to choose to approach that, walk through that, grow through that. So I love that. I know, um, you know, and because uh, I'm a Christian too. So the, in God's loving kindness towards us, he knows, he knows that we're afraid and um, that's not what he wants for us. And we're made in his image. I mean, that's what we believe. So um, if he's almighty and all powerful, then he wants to impart that to us. And scripture's one way that we embrace that that gift that he wants to give us. So I love that. I know that um, just the, the change. Um, so what I'm hearing part two of your loss is that if you're a road racer and you're getting a lot of encouragement through community and competition, because I know that even I'm a slugger, I've actually done a, couple, a triathlon too. And I was like, this is like the most encouraging community of humans ever it was so it was a great experience um but shifting from getting your encouragement and getting your buildup in community and connection and shifting that and having that one-on-one -on -one time with god through silence and nature and i truly believe that um, god's created beauty is one um, way that he heals us you know we're we're created um so gosh, that's a, that's a lot of loss because it's not just the loss of a spouse, but it's a loss of a life, mm -hmm. um, and the fullness and the vibrancy that, that is what we would expect in our late thirties, you know, mm -hmm. with a young blossoming family. So again, I'm really sorry that you've had to live through that, but you've mentioned that you're remarried. So mm -hmm. part two. <laughs> um, so I'm going to put you here, right here on the spot. So part two, what's requiring courage in your everyday, ordinary life right now in this awesome new chapter that you're getting to live? Yeah, that's such a great question. There's, there's many different ways that I could answer that. Um, just to kind of bring readers, I mean, listeners up to speed. Yeah. I did marry Sean. Um, it'll be five years in January that we've been a family. Sean was one of Eric Lee's best friends. He was a single guy who was also a runner and a coach and supported our nonprofit in Haiti. He actually went to Haiti with us years ago. And so we were in close contact with him. Um, 
And, you know, in fact, Eric Lee being a man of faith, he often prayed for his friend, Sean, and just really believing that in the future that God was going to bring a wife for his friend, Sean, it was one of the things that was on Eric Lee's heart. Um, of course, none of us ever dreamed that that would be me. And so there's such a sweet redemption in that story. Even, um, Sean and I kind of came back together, um, in our friendship because of running, you know, we would just talk about running and it felt comfortable for me to talk to him on the phone. Cause he knew Eric Lee and my family so well. Um, he came out to my husband's funeral and we sort of cultivated our relationship and friendship. And then eventually, obviously we got married. So in this present season, five years later, um, our girls are ages nine, 11, and 14. And so I think part of the courage I need is showing up as a mom every day, um, especially in a world that is so uncertain. Yes. And 2020, 2021, navigating this pandemic that we have. Um, there's a lot of decision fatigue that comes when you have yes. to make so many decisions about what kids can do and what they can't do. And I have, um, grandparents from my side, my husband's mom and my late husband's parents who, you know, were concerned about and taken care of. And I realized that I need to have that courage every day for just those types of decisions, um, where we're going to move in community, how we're going to shelter, whether we're going to wear masks, you know, do we go to church? What does school look like for my kids? All of those things require courage because we have to make decisions about them. Yeah. And honestly, there have been some days where I'm just like, can I just have a day of not making decisions <laughs> because I'm so tired, but I, I'm sure many people can relate to that. That's actually not an option, <laughs> especially if you're a mom. And so part of it is learning to kind of lean into that. And I think it's been very good for Sean and me for our marriage, even just communicating, learning how to communicate well and having courage to speak our hearts to each other, even when sometimes maybe we have different opinions about something or, um, when it comes to decision-making, you know, kind of slogging through that, so to speak, yeah. and wanting to come out on the same page as a unified couple, as we present ourselves to our kids and our community, all of that. I totally agree. Um, I have, I actually had a 2020 graduate from high school and I have a 2021 and it's horrible. I'm just going to use the word like, it's just really horrible navigating, trying to transition young adults into the world, into this, um, into the climate is exhausting. Yes, the change, like I officially pencil everything in, everything's in pencil on the calendar. Um, decisions are made with, well, what's the smartest decision we can make based on the information we have right now. There is like no speculating. I'm like, don't lean to, you know, we're not going to lean at hopeful always, but we, we need to be very realistic with what's concrete because the ever-changing um, dynamics of making decisions. And I agree too about the conversation. I've, I've experienced that with my husband, but I know days I've come back and when you feel like, why is the world interpreting all the same data very differently than I am? That you look at your partner and if they have the slightest um, different perspective, you almost look at them and like, really? You too? Like, can't we? 
<laughs> yep. Where can I find the same? Um, but I, you know, it's just, it's a micro um, environment that we all pretty much get to the same through conversation, courageous conversation and to ask questions and to be open right and take a journey together towards intimacy to see really what's behind that so if we would just have the energy to do that with all the humans <laughs> right. maybe the world would be a better place instead of just saying what yeah yeah wow awesome well i know that you have so many things that you share on your podcast in your writing um, and even in your coaching and running and all the things that you're doing. And I know that our listeners are going to want to follow up with you, find you and get more of, um, all the good things that you have to share with them. So why don't you go ahead and tell us where they can do that? Probably the easiest way to find me is through my website and it's darinagilmore.com. So one L and on my website, then I do have kind of links to some of the social media. I love to hang out on Instagram. I have a Facebook author page and I did mention, I think my book, um, Sean and I wrote a book together, walk, run, soar, same name for our podcast. And that book came out in September of 2020. So it's a devotional book for walkers and runners. And there's a little tab there on my website. So you can find out more information about that. Um, we have a runners group on Facebook where we provide coaching and encouragement for people. So all of that is accessed through my website. And I would love to connect with some of your listeners more personally. Oh, that's awesome. Well, um, hey, everybody, I know that I'm going to add all of that to the show notes. And I just want to say thank you to you again, Darina, for joining us here. And for those of you who are listening, we'll catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Cost is Courage. Being a human is hard, and to do it well, it's going to cost some courage. If you enjoyed this episode, one way you can tell us is by writing us a review. That would mean so much to us. And be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Thursday. And don't forget to check out the show notes for resources, tips, and other fun surprises. Bye for now.